This is Kent Clothier. If you are looking to improve your life, improve your business, and just get it all together, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Time Is Now podcast. All right, all right. What's up, brother? Hey, man. I'm just making fun of you on Instagram. Yeah, I know. I get it. All right. God damn it. Everybody's, you know, kind of, it is what it is. Hey, brother. I'm glad you're here. Guys, say hello to my very, very special and badass guest, Mr. Sean Whalen. What is happening, bud? Life is beautiful, my friend. It's great to be with you. It's great that you finally figured out this internet thing. Yeah, I know. It's, it's my first day, but I'm getting there, right? I mean, I'm trying to do multiple shit all at the same time. I'm not like, I'm not like Fleischman over there or, or Billy Jean sitting in their yeah. big badass studios with, you know. Those guys are geniuses, man. They're so smart. Exactly. <laughs> Look how smart they are. Well, dude, it's my pleasure to have you here. Uh, we've had a bunch of badasses on here, and, uh, you know, you're right at the top of the, top of the heap here. I mean, the, the, what you do online... When you came to our scale and escape and, and spoke, when I came to scale, escape or find a foot, but when you came and spoke at our last event, I mean, you were yeah. one of the most highly rated speakers we had, just bringing the energy, really kind of getting into people's heads. I know that's what you're passionate about is really just kind of um, being honest, authentic, driving people, making sure that, uh, you know, they're kind of not getting in their own heads, not in their own bullshit. And so I'm excited to have you here so we can kind of do that for the next 35 man. minutes, man. Thanks. Stoked. Hey, brother. So let's do this. Let's start with, um, let's just kind of give everybody a little bit of your story, man. Take a couple minutes. So people, you know, kind of that are not familiar with you, I want them to know exactly, you know, what you're about and kind of what's driving you. Cool, man. To make long story really short so we can focus on like content and value. Um, I was a raised in a single parent home, self-made multimillionaire in my early twenties. I was a hustler, all of the blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, grew up with a mom that was working two jobs and found a lot of success in my early 20s in, in the mortgage game and then real estate game. And I used to joke with people that I, I played Monopoly with real money and real properties. And so um, made a lot of money in the mortgage game, put all of that into investing. The market crashed in 2008. I got my ass handed to me on one side and then the other side was blowing up as you know, and doing, we did deals. People don't even realize that I was telling Fleischman the other day. We did, we actually did some deals together back in like 2008, 2009, before right. we each other. Um, so one of my companies is, is going bankrupt. The other one's exploding with growth. And we flipped almost 4,000 properties in 12 different States. Uh, in the midst of all that, I talk about in my book, how I felt like I was juggling bowling balls. You know, when I was at work, I needed to be at home. When I was at home, I needed to be at work. And yeah, I ran a hundred miles an hour um, everywhere that I went, everything that I did. And I ended up uh, burning myself out and I left my marriage. I left my business. Um, I stuck my head up my ass for lack of better words for um, almost two years, 18 months or so. And uh, I ended up in a really, really, really depressed, uh, dark space. Um, I put a nine millimeter in my mouth one night and contemplated taking my own life. And it was the next day that I woke up. I was like, all right, you know, maybe I need some help. And it wasn't because there was an addiction problem or this. I just was an angry dude. I didn't know how to navigate this course of life. You know, I was just like ready to fire aim. And um, over that next year and a half, two years, I went on a journey to figure out why the hell I was even here. Not about business and scaling and growing, but like, why was I really even here as a human being, as a father? Um, and I came to some really amazing conclusions and found some really fun things inside of myself. And uh, in that process, I started a company called Lions Not Sheep. And to this date, we've got almost a billion views of my videos. I found a lot of, uh, a lot of connection with a lot of people online this new format of social media, being able to share my darkness, share my truth. And 
uh, I realized a couple of different things in, in that experience. Number one, that I wasn't alone. As I started sharing my vulnerability, sharing my pain, sharing my, my story, there were millions and millions and millions of people that related to it um, because it was really raw and was really honest. And the second portion of that was I started feeling better about myself, becoming more vulnerable, becoming more open, sharing all of these things that I thought made me this fuck up, that I thought made me this like liability to life. I realized, no, this is actually what was part of my calling was to share these things and to connect with people and help other people see that, you know, they're not alone in these places of insanity and darkness. Like I felt like I was. So fast forward to today and I've got a, uh, about 600 clients around the world uh, through lions, not sheep. I do a lot of coaching, a lot of consulting, um, a lot of speaking. Yep. um, Life is really fucking good, man. Life is really fucking good. I don't know how else to say it, but life is really good. I love that brother. I love it. I love the, uh, I love that, that, you know, through the trials and tribulations and figuring out kind of, um, like you said, man, that, that in making yourself vulnerable and not having to wear this kind of mask, if you will, um, you know, kind of pulling all that back and, and getting raw and uncensored and kind of unapologetic that what it, you know, it's amazing what, what has come out of that and being, being vulnerable enough to share that journey and what, and, and see what that's blossomed into and kind of watching it from the sidelines, man. I mean, you're, uh, you're extremely inspiring, brother. And I, and Thanks, I, I, I appreciate, really appreciate, you know, you, you taking the risk and doing that because it's helped a lot of people, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. So the basically, brother, the reason I ask you to come here, you know, more so than anything else is, yeah, you've got a, you've got certainly have a real estate background, but I know you've got a lot to share, right? You, like you just said, you've been through this shit. You know what it looks like to be a leader. You know what it means to kind of step out in front. You know that there are a lot of people out there that are, are scared right now, quite frankly, yeah. right? And trying to figure out, hey, you know, whether they're turning to me, turning to you or turning to a thousand other people, dude, what do I do next? Or what should I be thinking about? So I'm, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts and like you just kind of take the ball and run with it a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's been, it's an interesting time. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It, It's something that none of us have ever seen. None of us have ever, ever really experienced anything like this. Um, and to me that that's, I don't want to say it's exciting, but it's, there's an opportunity in everything, right? There's an opportunity in the light. There's an opportunity in the dark. Um, I think the thing that a lot of people need to realize is that most of the, like the profound lessons that we've learned in our lives have come in the darkest periods of time, right? dealing with the sickness, dealing with the death, dealing with the bankruptcy, dealing with loss of money, a loss of job. It's in those moments that we really learn who we are. We, we learn what we're capable of. And so, you know, I, I probably very much like you have been getting just bombarded with messages. What do I do? What's going to happen? Where are we going? And the thing that I keep coming back to with people is, is a lot of the people that are scared is, is kind of one of those, it's, it's hard because you, I'm empathetic to people and I'm empathetic to their situation. But at the same time, as someone who's been down that path, I kind of stop and tell people, look, I told you so, man. Like I've been telling people for a year, 18 months, two years, three years, like you've got to get your house in order. You know, I talk a lot about financial success. I talk a lot about becoming productive enough in your life to where you can stand on your own two feet, not relying on other, other people, not relying on a job but ensuring that your house is in order. And for the last year, two years, people are always mocking me on social. You're always talking about money. You're always talking about this. You're always talking about that. A lot of those people now see why the fuck I've been talking about this. Because if you lose your job, typically you just say, well, I'll just go get another one. Well, now you can't. Now we're in a situation where like, you're fucked. For lack of better words, like you lose your job. There is no one else hiring. There are no other jobs. And so 
for a lot of the, a lot of the people that have been coming to me over the last couple of years going, how do I, you know, how do I get out of the rat race? How do I, how do I do this? How do I do that? That haven't really wanted to take action. They haven't really wanted to do the hard work. They haven't really wanted to have that side hustle or build their wealth or build their body or build their mindset. A lot of those people are the people that are fucking scared right now. A lot of those people are the people that are in fear, right? I mean, you and I, we, we pivot, we make moves, we make changes and stuff like this, but we're not worried about how we're putting food on the table. Right. We're not worried about how we're going to pay our bills because we've been conscious enough to do the things that, that we talk about and having cash in the bank and being able to have resources and cash flow and having our body right and our mind right. So, you know, I think that this is a really, really, really scary time, but it's also a beautiful time for a lot of people who are listening to this who weren't prepared, who aren't prepared, whether it's emotionally, psychologically, physically, or financially to go, okay, like, where the fuck am I really? Like, am I really where I think I am? Am I really the badass that I think I am or I portray myself to be? Because when the shit hits the fan, I'm in a bad spot. And so I want to be able to help people. And, and really my message hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Through this. Like, get your fucking house in order, man. Like, I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. And I think a lot of people now are seeing, oh shit, that's actually true. And I really need to be doing that. Not just when, it's kind of like the same, it's the same thing when people pray to God when they need them, right? We don't wake up in the morning and express radical gratitude like I know you do and, and I do. It's like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. And then all of a sudden somebody gets into an accident. It's like, oh God, please, like, I, I promise I'll do whatever you want me to do. It's like that Hail Mary, shit, just, I need you now. It's the same thing happening now. Well, where are you every other day? Are you communicating with the man? Are you talking to the man? Are you building a relationship with the man? Are you working on your finances every fucking day? Are you working on your mind? Are you working on your relationships every day so that when the storm comes, you're like, okay, I'll just, I'll just batten down the hatches and make a little couple tweaks here, a couple tweaks there, and we just keep rolling. Or does it spin your life into total fucking chaos? So the people that, all right, let's talk to those people for a second, right? We got a lot of entrepreneurs on here. A lot of people are gonna see this video. Yeah. Um, the people that their house is not in order, right? They are scared. They're a little fucked up right now. Um, what is something that they can start doing practically with this time that they, that they inevitably have on their hands, right? Um, when you talk about four disciplines specifically right there, what, what, are, what are some things that they can be doing that you would advise somebody, you know, that's sitting at home, the waiter, the waitress, the bartender, uh, the den whoever the fuck it is, right? Who, sure. Right, what can they do today? But Sean Whalen would say, go do this shit right now. Yeah. Number one, do not under any circumstance say I have all this downtime, right? There's no such thing as downtime. There's no such thing as free time. It's time. Time is fucking time. Time is time. It's what it is. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. Like I don't have downtime. You don't have downtime. I'm not all of a sudden going, oh, everything's done. Everything's off. No, I, I've got time. And I get to choose what I do with that time. And I think this is something really, really, really important for people to see is like they realize now the value of that time and the value of, okay, no one's telling me what to do. They told me to go home and stay in my house, but now what do I do? I think it's very, very, very important for people to wake the fuck up and go, okay, what am I really doing with my time outside of this? Like, where am I really spending? Where am I investing my time when I'm not at work or I'm not with my family or when I get up first thing in the morning or when I go to bed at night? Like, where am I spending every minute of my time? Because you're either investing in something that's going to propel you forward and grow or you're not. One of my, my favorite book is As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And, and, and in that book, he talks about your mind. They'll use your mind as an example. It's a garden. 
right? It, it, it is. Anybody who's ever grown a garden or knows anything about a garden, it's like if you don't do anything to that garden, it's going to grow weeds. There will be weeds no matter what you do. It will, it will either be overrun with weeds or you'll get a little bit here, a little bit there. But nonetheless, it's going to bring more weeds. If you want to have a garden that doesn't have any weeds, you've got to plant good shit. You've got to plant good seeds. You have to nurture that garden. You have to take care of that garden. You have to ensure that you're constantly nourishing it and putting like nutrients in that garden, right? In order for it to grow a, a fruit tree and give you fruit, your mind is the exact same thing. Idle time is the devil's workshop. If you're just sitting around, dicking around, watching TV, doing nothing, waiting to be told what to do, don't be surprised why you're broke. Don't be surprised why you're fat. Don't be surprised why all of a sudden your wife leaves you in, in six years because you've just been dicking around thinking like, who knows what? You have an opportunity now literally to educate yourself. Okay, If you're not working nine to five like you were and you don't have a place to go to, you still have that period of time, what are you doing with it? Are you sleeping? Are you dicking around? Are you here? Are you there? Or are you using it to level your, your game? Are you using it to understand more about your fitness, more about your mind, more about business? If you're living paycheck to paycheck, are you in panic mode, freak out mode, or are you going to the internet? I mean, we have these smartphones and we do dummy shit on them, right? Like it's the funniest thing. We have, we have phones that literally will connect us to anybody in the world that will look up any piece of content, any piece of data, will Google, will YouTube, will fucking anything you want is on this thing. Education, wealth, just an infinite amount of wealth on this. And most people use a smartphone for dummy shit, like watching videos of fat kids falling off skateboards. I like fat kids falling off skateboards. It's fucking funny. But the reality is I'm also not living paycheck to paycheck. And so I think somebody listening right now who is in fear, who is in that place, it's like, bro, you got to become ruthlessly fucking committed to your game, to leveling up your mind, to eradicating the bullshit, to eradicating the people that are not helping propel you forward. You need to surround yourself with good people that are moving forward. And you need to use this time to level your shit up, learn a new skill, improve a skill that you already have, answer questions that you didn't have answers to yesterday or the day before. It's, it's literally that simple. It's a yeah. choice to make. The second you get off this podcast, the second you get off this interview, what are you going to do? Are you going to feel sorry for yourself? Are you going to wait to be told what to do? Or are you going to go, okay, I want something different. When we come out of this, wherever the fuck this is, whatever out of this looks like, right? Where are you going to be? Are you going to be in the same space you were when you came into it? Or are you going to be in a radically different position? And I think that's what people, I, I, I mean, this isn't just because of this coronavirus thing. This isn't all of a sudden I'm telling people, hey, study. I've been telling people the same shit for years, the exact same thing. So what's my suggestion to people during this time of fear and panic? The same thing I told people fucking six months ago and a year ago. Create daily rituals, daily habits that level you up physically, emotionally, psychologically, and in your relationships. And if you don't have those, do it right now. Start right now today. Yeah, literally, right now, right? And we had, Jesse, we, we had Jesse on here yesterday. He was talking about that he just, I mean, he, he broke it down very, very similar, brother. You know, Itzler was on here. We talked about, hey, I got these three buckets. I'm not trying to make this complicated. I mean, oh. here I got three or four boxes I'm checking every fucking day, hitting them every single minute of the day yep. and making sure that, that I come out of this better than I went in. 100%. I mean, every single person listening to this, this is the reason I talk about in my book. I talk about core four, right? Like, like what is it that I do every day? What's my daily ritual? Like every single thing falls into call it four buckets, whatever many buckets you want. Like 
Power, passion, purpose, and production. Power is your body. Passion, relationships. Purpose is your mind. Your connectivity is your spirituality and production. There's nothing happening in my life that's outside of these four areas. But so if I'm investing in these four areas, if I know what I'm doing every single day to create money, I'm not frantic about it. I just check off the boxes of my daily schedule, my daily tasks, and ultimately I get the result that I want. Same thing with my relationships. Same thing with my mind. If I'm planting seeds in my mind every single day, it's going to bring forth fruit. But the problem is we, we, we wait until life is chaotic. We wait until the wheels fall off the bus. We wait until we go broke. We wait until we lose everything. Then I go, oh, shit, I need to change my life. We see this every December, right? Yep. It's going to, man, 2019 wasn't my year. Fuck that. I'm glad it's over. 2020 is for sure going to be my year. Well, dude, you said that the year before. Right. Or that. And the year before that. So the real, the real question that, that I have for people is what are you going to literally do different today? Right? Not do the same dumb shit harder and more of the same dumb shit, but what are you literally going to change and do? And I think something that's really powerful for people to understand and that, you know, this as a coach, right? People like want the immediate, give it to me now. I want the deals. I want the cash flow. Give it to me now. And they don't realize that you've spent years refining your skill set, years refining what you're doing. Same thing I have. And I want people to understand, like, if you look at the last six months and they're not where you want to be, if you look at last year and it wasn't the year, right? If you look at things in, in your life, you're not fat right now because you ate a cheeseburger yesterday. You're fat because you've been doing dumb shit for a year. You haven't been working out and you haven't been eating good. If you're broke, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's not because of the coronavirus. It's not because of this thing. If you're broke, it's because you haven't refined a skill set over the last year. You haven't like learned anything over the last year. You're not broke today because of coronavirus. You're not fat because you ate a cheeseburger last night. So now contemplate this for a second. What do I have to do to ensure that the next 12 months I'm in a different space? You have to think about this, and this is where most people fail. I talk about in my book, How to Eat the Elephant. Like you eat the elephant one bite at a time, grab a fork and grab a knife, take a little chunk of the elephant. Oh, but Sean, I want all of it now. Kent, I want all the cash flow now. I want all the deals now. I want everything now. That's great. But in six months from now, you're still going to be trying to fit the elephant in your mouth while I've already eaten two because I'm just taking little bites every single day. When you think about an airplane, if your life, literally every single person listening to this, your, your life is no, is no different than the trajectory of an airplane, right? If you change the, the, the direction, the course of an airplane one degree, no one knows. You're in first class, if you're fucking margaritas, your martinis, whatever, whatever, you're a coach, you're the shit. If all of a sudden the plane moves one degree, no one knows. Now give it an hour or two or six or 10, and guess what? That plane's on a different fucking continent. You thought you were gonna be in Hawaii and you end up in fucking Alaska, in Antarctica, whatever, right? When you stop and think about your life that way, every person right now has an opportunity to literally make a one degree shift. If you're going from, I haven't been to the gym in six years, want to know what that one degree shift might be? Getting your ass up off the couch and walking around the block one time a day. Like if you haven't like, like done anything in your relationship, it might be sending a positive text message every morning to your lover. It doesn't have to be these radical things, but when you think about where am I going to be in six months, you're going to be in a radically different place if all you're doing is making little teeny one degree shifts every single day. You know this, I know this. This is how success is built, is it's little bites every single day, and the next thing you know, you're six months from now, you're going, oh shit, I ate the whole elephant. While most people are panic frantic, give it to me now, 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 I gotta solve all the problems now, and that's not how the game is played. 
Couldn't have said it better, brother. That was, uh, I mean, a great analogy. That is exactly the way the real world works. It's exactly the way uh, success works. I know that it's probably one of the most, you know, I, it's extremely practical and actionable, um, you know, knowledge. Uh, the, the challenge is always, you know, getting somebody to actually do the thing, right? I mean, and, but, you know, to your point, when's a better fucking time to do it than right now? I mean, literally it's now, I mean, you could, because your one degree analogy, if you think about that, I mean, we're talking about one degree of somebody sitting down and whether it's working with you, working with me, whatever it is, basically getting on a call, getting on a video once a day. Now all of a sudden you got nothing but fucking time and right. you can take 30 days worth of content. Would it would have taken you, you know, uh, a month, a year to get through and you can compress this down and quite literally change the trajectory of your life in a very meaningful way just over the course of the next 60, 90 days. Totally agree. I mean, it's the same thing I tell people when, they're, when, when you're struggling financially, people are broke, right? If you're broke, I mean, I'm talking broke, broke. I'm talking, if you have no, no money in the bank, zero dollars, right? What would it look like if you put 25 bucks in the bank? That's a big fucking deal. Zero to 25 is a big fucking jump. Now, what if you did that every day, right? If you stop and think this way, Everybody cuts on Instagram and you look at the Lambos and you look at the Jets and you look at the success and you look at all this other shit. It's like, I'm a failure unless I have all that. No, you're not. If you stop and, and, and find ways to make $25 a day, going through your fucking basement, through your attic, through your garage, getting on these free marketplaces like Facebook marketplace and selling shit that you haven't touched, shoes you haven't worn, jeans you haven't worn, whatever it is, you do that every single day for 30 days. You now have cash in the bank. You keep doing that and doing that and doing that. Guess what happens? In three, four, five, six, seven months, you're now no longer broke. But this is where people, they, just, they, they can't wrap their head around eating small bites. Like I, I went from like dad bod, spine surgery, the worst shape that I've ever been in to ripped out of my fucking mind. But it didn't happen with the first workout. It didn't happen with my third workout or my seventh workout. It happened over two and a half months of being radically consistent every single day. I just stuck to the plan and I did the work and I did the work and I did the work. And the first week I'm in front of the mirror and I'm like, fuck man, whatever. Second week, oh, okay. Well, you start seeing these results and all of a sudden $25 becomes 100. Then it becomes 400. And then it becomes 800. Next thing you know, you got $1,000 in the bank where 30 days ago you had $0 in the bank. This is how you win. This is how you capitalize the game. This is how you go from being broke and depressed to, okay, I got some light now. I got some motivation now. The second you start seeing your, your body tone down a little bit, the jeans get a little bit loose, you're like, oh shit, okay, let's keep going. I like this. You know what I'm saying? The second you get like a response back from your lover where typically she'd ignore your ass because you're a dick and she's like, hey, thanks for the text. You're like, okay, all right, let's do this shit, right? This is why... You have to focus on this one degree shift every single day. This is why you need to pick up a knife and pick up a fucking fork and just take a small bite. Have small action items that you do every single day. You're not going to win the game in, in that single play. The dudes who made it to Cooperstown, the best baseball players in the history of the world, the dudes who make it to, to the Hall of Fame are not the dudes that got up there trying to hit a grand slam every single time. They're the dudes that just got on base. They got a base hit. They got another base hit. You got another base hit. You do that over the life of a career, you're known as the best baseball player to ever fucking play the game. That's how the game works. I love it, dude. 
Let's talk about your let's talk about your book here for a minute because I know a lot of us are in kind of late you know let's take that into a lines not sheep. Let's talk about I mean we're getting a ton of that shit right here which everybody can see. By the way, let me just go over to the comments, guys. If you are digging on this, do me a favor. Let Sean know. Let me know. Go over there. Give us a hell yeah, uh, and really uh, kind of light us up over here. Like I said, every single comment in the Facebook comments is absolutely going to get some of the swag that I put out here earlier, um, and. Um, I'll even go and buy 10 books from Sean and make sure that we give those away as well, right? Because I believe so passionately in his message. Let's talk about lines, not sheep. Okay. All right. So what, uh, talk, tell everybody kind of, again, it's, I know it's a lot of what we've already, you know, kind of the yeah. we'll kind of get down into it a little bit. So when I was going through my deal, um, I was, I did really well in real estate and I've always been somebody who's like, I loved real estate. I was super passionate about what I did. And I truly genuinely loved it. Like I was Mr. I dressed up as Mr. Monopoly for freaking Halloween and shit. And, and as I kind of came out of this and started, you know, sharing my message more, I, I lost the spark in real estate. I was good at it, but I wasn't fucking vibing every day the way that I was before. And so I, I went to lunch one day with one of my buddies, um, dear friend of mine, and sat down and, and I was like, look, man, I want to get out of the single family game. And I owned about 180 properties in, 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 in this space. I'm like, I want to get out of this and I'd rather own 100 doors on six acres than 100 doors over six zip codes. Like, teach me capital stack. I was trying to learn from him, like, how do I like structure financing to go buy apartment complexes and multi and stuff. And he looked at me, he's like, like, let me be real with you. I said, all right. I said, that's why we're sitting here over lunch. And he said, dude, ride the wave. I said, what do you mean? He's just like, do you love what you're doing with, with lions, not sheep with, with this movement? I said, dude, I fucking am so passionate about it. He's like, you can always make money in real estate. It was in that moment that I chose to get completely out of real estate. And lions, not sheep came to me because I realized that I lived most of my life as a sheep. I did what I was told. I mean, you and I, we were programmed the exact same way. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, you're black, you're white, you're gay, you're straight. We were all raised to be sheep. I mean, straight up, we, since we were little children, right? Anybody listening to this, I don't care who you are, I don't care how much money you got. We're all raised the same way. Sit down, quiet down, slow down. And remember when we were little kids, we'd get in trouble at school and you'd go to the principal's office and they'd call your dad and you'd, no, no, don't call my dad. Like you get, you, if you're not doing what you're told, you're this crazy outlandish kid. You're bouncing off the walls, right? Don't say anything that's going to offend anybody else. I mean, this is the way we were raised ever since we were little teeny children. If you were religious, this is good. This is bad. This will send you to heaven. This will send you to hell. Ever since we were little children, this is the programming elementary school, middle school, high school, and you get into high school and it's like, okay, here's the deal. Now, now this is what normal life's going to look like. You're going to go get an education and then get a job and you work your way up the corporate ladder and you'll do all the shit. And then you get a gold watch, you retire, and then you can actually live some life. I played that game, man. I built business. I had 170 employees. I was doing well. I had by all definitions, a radical amount of success, the, the, the watches, the cars, the houses, but I wasn't fucking happy inside. I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing. And I didn't really know who I was or why I was doing any of this. And, and when I burned everything to the ground, it was after that period of time that one day, just the, the slogan, Lions Not Sheep, came to me. And I was like, it just, you know, something just comes in your brain and you can't fucking get it out. And it's just always, and I'm like, God damn, this is crazy. Like, Lions Not Sheep. So I called my buddy. I'm like, I want to make a t-shirt that says this. It's like my mantra, my thing. So I called him and he made a t-shirt for me. And I was wearing that t-shirt and I had a picture of it on social media, just me wearing the t-shirt. So I was like, dude, how do I get that t-shirt? So well, I don't fucking know. Like call my buddy back. I'm like, Hey, can we make these t-shirts? And he's like, yeah, why don't you start a company? I'm like, all right, fine. 
do it for me. I don't know how to do this. And she set up a Shopify store. Fast forward and, and, and it, it really lines up. She became, it was me, right? It was my, it was what I wanted to live. It was how I wanted to live. People ask me all the time, they'll see me wearing a shirt or the hat. Well, lines up sheep. What does that mean? Like, what do you think it means? To be a lion, not a sheep? Yep. I mean, that's, that's the purest definition. When you think about a sheep, a sheep does what all the other sheep do. You get a massive group of sheep and they'll go wherever everybody else is going. You think about a lion. I mean, just think about the purest form of lion. He lays under the fucking tree all day long, does whatever the fuck he wants. When he gets hungry, he goes and he kills something and he eats. When he, gets, when he wants to go fuck, he goes and he fucks. And I mean, this sounds really rudimentary to a lot of people, but that's how I want to live my life. Like, I don't want to be dictated to and have to do everything because this is what everybody else is doing. Oh, shit, somebody else bought a Lambo. I better go buy a Lambo. I, I got to keep up with it. No, dude, I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. I want to wake up with a heart and a mind and a soul that's so radically pure in the sense that, like, I can literally go build whatever I want to build, do whatever I want to do, travel wherever I want to travel, say whatever I want to say. And that's what has progressed into this movement of, of lions, not sheep. It's truly what... I chose to like take the direction of my life and it resonates with a lot of people. And a lot of people realize like that they're 30, 35, 40, 45 years old going, well, shit. Yeah. I'm working a nine to five job and yeah, I, I got a decent life, but why am I not happy? Why am I not doing the things that I want to do? And it's uh, it's interesting because I had a really cool experience with my son. You know, this I race uh, off-road Baja with my son yep. and I was in, it was in Mexico with Baja 500 last year. And I'm standing there in contingency in our race trucks with everybody else. And this guy comes up, oh shit, Sean Leland. He recognized me through social media. He's like, I, th- I thought you'd be down here. It's so good to meet you. And he met my son and shook my son's hand. And he's like, man, this, is, this has always been on my bucket list. I've always wanted to race the Baja 500. He was just down there as a spectator. And I said to him, oh, why, why, don't, you, why don't you race it? And he's like, well, I got kids in college and I got this and I got this and I got this. And the, the laundry list that every other man on the planet would give, right? And I said, look, let me, let me, let me ask you a question, bro. There's a company down here that literally will, you can rent race trucks, you pay them, they make sure that you have the race suit and the helmet and the support team and they fuel you up and the whole thing, like for 15 grand, you can race the Baja 500. I said, would you even notice if you took 15K out of your 401k or your IRA or your stocks or your bonds or your crypto or anything else, would you even notice if it was 15K lighter tomorrow than it is today? And he's like, not really. I said, that's the difference between me and you, friend, is that you're trying to fit this mold of this narrative of your financial planner is trying to project 87 years in the future. Well, if you want to have this much money, Bob, then you got to do this, Bob. And I'm like, I might not make it that far. And so I I chose to race this race today with my son. And a lot of people look at that as cavalier. I look at that as that's, that's lions, not sheep. It's saying, what the fuck am I going to do today? What do I want to do today? That's not reckless. A lot of people look at my life and say, oh, it's reckless. It's, it's not reasonable. Why isn't it reasonable? Really ask yourself this question. Why is living a life that you want to fucking live on your terms not reasonable? Who's stopping you? Is there anyone stopping you from starting a business? Is there anyone stopping you from making millions of dollars? Is there anyone stopping you from doing any of these things? And so when I, when I burned everything to the ground and, and kind of came up with lines on sheep, I just reverse engineered everything. So instead of saying, well, I'm going to go build all these businesses and then I'll find time to live life. I said, no, fuck that. What kind of life do I want to live? 
Like, who do I want to connect myself to? I want to be able to do anything and everything that I want. And so I've built a business to support that. Could I work 20 hours a day and make $50 million a year? Sure. Absolutely. I don't want to. So I'd rather work two or three hours a day and make a couple million dollars a year doing whatever the fuck I want. Sean, that's unreasonable. Is it? I built it. You know this, Kent. It, it, it's the four minute mile. It's impossible until somebody does it. Now fucking tons of people do it. Yeah. It's impossible for you to li- listening right now to like build the exact life that you dreamt of. No, the only person stopping you is you literally, literally you. Bro, you know how much the message resonates with me, brother. This is why you and I are so aligned. Oh, I know, man. I mean, it's literally tight. I mean, it's literally tattooed on my arm. The time is now, right? I live my life like this. It's exactly what I preach. People can clearly see why Sean and I are on the same wavelength here and why, why we do business together is because yeah. um, these are the kind, I mean, that is the mental attitude, quite frankly, that separates, uh, you know, as the analogy says, the men from the boys, right? You, you, you literally only got one shot at this, right? You, you do. I mean, everyone listening, and this is something really fascinating. I think, I think coming out of this scenario, I, I anticipate that this is going to wake a lot of people up right? We're always going to have sheep. There's always going to be sheep. There will always be people that are just victims that say life's just happening to me. And mom was broke and dad was broke and grandma and grandpa were broken. So I'm just going to be broke. And there's just people that are fucking lazy straight up that never want to do Cool. Go do you. But there's a lot of people that, that have messaged me over the years that are like, dude, you're inspiring me to do this. You're inspiring me to do that. And that might be, Hey, I can't go, I can't go raise Baja with my, with my kids, but I, fishing today you know I took the afternoon off and I went fishing with my boy like that's the kind of shit I'm talking about man it's not about the lavish this and the giant fucking house and whatever. it's living a life that you want to live like literally envisioning it like what does it look like I was in Laguna Beach this is a huge lesson not only for people that are starting up and getting out of the gate getting out of the gates but a lot of really established people need to fucking understand this I'm in Laguna Beach with one of my coaches and we're walking along the beach and there's a for sale sign on this house. And this house ended up being listed for $26 million. Okay. We're looking at this house and the conversation was like, dude, that's fucking dope. 26 million and the whole thing. If you think about buying a $26 million house, it's not hard, right? It's just math. If I put 10% down, it's 2.6 million. What's the freaking mortgage payment? If I pay 6%, like my 13 year old could sit down with a calculator and figure out how to buy a $26 million house. Mathematically, it's simple, right? But the question was asked, and this is something that that I ask myself every single day, and this is something that people need to really fucking understand. Write this down if you're listening to this. The question is this, who do I have to become to live in a $26 million house? Who do I have to become to be a millionaire? So think about this for a second. We are literally sitting there looking at this $26 million house, talking about this, And the reality is like the dude who I want to know, what does the guy eat? How much sleep does he get? What's his daily ritual? Because the man that drives into the driveway or woman who drives into the driveway of a $26 million house does things radically different than the man or woman that drives into an apartment. So the real question isn't about the money and how much money it takes to race Baja or how much money it takes to live in a a, a nice house or how much money it takes. The question really is, Who do you have to become emotionally, psychologically, physically, spiritually to be the type of person that can write a check to live in a $26 million home? 
Like when you start thinking about your life and your mind and your bit and your time that way, your life will radically fucking change. I looked at it from the perspective of who do I have to become to run a business that allows me to do whatever the fuck I want? Because I wasn't that dude 10 years ago. I wasn't that guy. Right. He wasn't capable of it. Right. And so when you stop and think about this, friends, like what I'm talking about, what Ken's talking about isn't foreign. It's not, it's not impossible. Why? Because I've done it. Ken's done it. Right. There's tons and tons and tons of people doing what it is that I'm talking about. They live really good fucking lives and do whatever they want, make a lot of money. So it's not that it's impossible. I grew up in a single parent home, mom working two jobs. There's no silver spoon. There's no rich uncle that gave me shit. So if I'm able to do that from that position, why can't you? And I'd have you consider for a second that the single question that you need to answer is, who do I have to become to do what it is that I want to do, to live that kind of life? I have to become the person that gets rid of garbage, gets rid of shitty people. Well, right now I just tolerate everybody. I'm a tolerant guy. I keep all those assholes around me because it's what I'm supposed to do. I just do these things because it's what I'm supposed to do. Not nah. the math on the $26 million house is easy. It's easy to buy a $26 million house. It's just math, just numbers, just fucking coupons, just money, right? That's simple. The question is, what kind of motherfucker do you have to become to earn the money to buy that house? To, what kind of car does he drive? How, all of these little nuances are what fascinate me about life and about myself. Who do I have to become to live the life that I want to live? You answer that question, nothing you can do. Well, yeah. And then once you, it's basically starting with the end of mind. Once you have that answer, then you start reverse engineering. Right. Like I can tell you right now, like I, I'm not kidding. Like I talk about books all the time. I mean, I'm sitting at my desk in my house right now. This is like my stand-up desk. I mean, this is all within arm's length. Like blank. This is all the shit. I'm reading nonstop. I'm putting shit in my brain nonstop because I want fruit. I want fruit. I want to fucking feast on fruit. I want goodness. I want richness. I want positivity. I want optimism. I want knowledge in here versus a bunch of random bullshit from assholes on social media and drama and everything else. So I'm constantly putting shit in my brain. Who do I have to become to have the relationship that I want? Who do I have to become? Not her, not the kids, not you. Who do I have to become to be someone invited to stand on stage in front of a thousand people or 5,000 people? Who do I have to become to have the exact life that I want? You focus on that shit, bro. You focus on that game, your life changes dramatically. Talk about uh, how important it is, uh, kind of just taking a little uh, nuance of that, how important it is uh, the people that you surround yourself with, network. It's probably more important than anything you could do. And it's also free. You know what I'm saying? You might not be able to afford this deal or that deal or that coach or that coach or whatever else. It costs you nothing to eliminate toxicity from your life. It costs you literally nothing to distance yourself from the wrong people. And you know who the wrong people are. You know those people in your life, the friends, the high school buddies, the college buddies, the neighbors who are just negative fucking dicks. You know who they are, right? It costs you nothing to distance yourself. You don't have to have this, like people on social media are like, you know what, I've been following you for a year. I'm unfollowing you. I'm like, I don't fucking care, dude. You don't need to make an exit, just fucking go away. Like, I don't give a shit either way, right? You don't need to make this grand announcement to your family and send out a state of the union and a, a certified letter to everybody going, I'm no longer going to be associating with you, cousin Bob, because you're an asshole. Just don't associate with them. Don't follow them. Don't engage with them. Don't invite them over for Thanksgiving. If he gets butt sore, fuck him. Like literally it costs you nothing 
to eliminate the wrong people from your life. And it costs you nothing to inject yourself into the right people's spaces. You live in a day and age where you can get on the fucking social webs, social media. Thanks, Al Gore. You can start messaging Kent Clothier. Hey, man, I love your shit. Hey, man, I love your shit. Adding value. And all of a sudden, boom, you pop onto his radar. Now, all of a sudden, like, you're literally, like, the reason Andy Frasilla and I became friends and we connected. I was doing Periscope. He was doing Periscope. I was adding value to the world. He was adding value to the world. I was following him, and he happened to be following me. And one day, I'm on a, on a, on a Periscope, and he's like, hey, dude, I love your shit. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's Andy. I love your shit, too. Second I got off, we messaged each other. Here we are years later, we've become dear friends, right? I've been on this podcast, we've done shit together, we've spoken together. And people ask me all the time, how do, I, how do I do that? How do I get in these circles? Literally adding value, bro. How did you and I connect? Just adding value. Your brother saw my stuff and then connected us and then here we are, just this network of positive people adding shit to the universe, adding shit to the world. So how do you get into these spaces? How do I connect with the right people? Become that kind of person. Who do I have to become to roll with Kent, to roll with Sean, to speak on the stages? I sure as shit is not the guy who's sending me fucking messages talking shit about his cousin or his brother. It's a dude adding value in the world. It's that simple. No doubt, brother. No doubt. Well, talk for a second. I just want to touch on real quick on social media how easy it is for people to go and start adding value you know, the other, to their own world, creating their own circle of influence. You know, you and I both, we come from the real estate space, right? And, we, you know, real estate's local, so it can certainly become national, but there's so much value that a local realtor, a local real estate investor can, can bring to their market right now, and it's never been easier to become an authority. Talk about the power of that. Dude, I've talked about this so many times, and it's so fascinating how few people actually do it, you know? I mean, this is literally, this is a production studio, this is your videographer. This is your everything. This is your marketing partner. This is everything. Like this, this, this device right here literally has the ability to connect you to thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. But what do we do with it? You understand what I'm saying? The reason that reality TV became so big is because we as human beings, we already know Coke. We already know Ford. We know the big brands. We see the fucking logos because we've seen them when we were little kids. But who do you follow? Just think about this question, friends. Who do you follow? You follow people that are interesting. You follow people that are open with their life. Most people listening to this, if you know Andy Priscilla, I bet you 20 bucks you know his dog's names. How? Why? Because he's always talking about his fucking dogs. Do his dogs make him money? Yeah. Want to know how they make him money? People that like dogs all of a sudden start following Andy and then the dog guy and they see him posting first form all the time. All of a sudden, shit, I'm getting kind of fat. I should get some supplements. I remember that dog guy, Andy, he sells supplements. Maybe I should go buy his shit. When you stop and think about like, like the real estate game, if you go back to my post from 2011, 2012, you'll see me talking about real estate every single day because I was out in this city and that city and I'd take pictures in front of houses every single place I went. I'm not looking at deals. 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 And so all of a sudden these guys come along and they're like, Hey, I want to buy some deals. I want to sell some deals. Sean's a deal guy, right? You have the ability to use social media to build your own personal brand. And I promise you, listen, you'll buy, there's how many books have been written on this kid? Fucking thousand of them. How, yeah, how, 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 how. Let me tell you how, let me tell you how fuck your green screens. I have almost a billion views of videos with this. Swear to God, not one of my videos that's gone viral has ever been produced or shot with anything other than my iPhone. Every single one. 
The last one, the flowers one, when I walked out of Costco, it was literally me sharing me. I'd sit there for, for two minutes on a rant because some dude in the Costco line is like, I bought two, two bouquets of flowers. I bought one for my girlfriend, one for my daughter. And I'm like, he's like, oh, you must be in a lot of trouble to be buying two things of flowers. And I'm like, for real? Like, that's your thought process? Because it's not Valentine's Day. I can't just buy flowers because I love my fucking human beings. And it triggered me. I was like, what the fuck, man? Fellas, have we really built that in our culture that the only time we buy flowers is when we're in trouble or on February 14th? So I left Costco and I just literally hold my phone up. I turn it on and I do this two minutes. It's like a minute and 40 something second rant. I'm like, fellas, we buy gun safes to protect our guns. We buy fishing rod fucking cases to protect our fishing poles. Like, what are we doing to invest in and protect our relationships? These bouquets of flowers cost me like 20 bucks, right? I'm investing in my relationships. And I did this little rant. Has 160 million views, bro. 160 million. Do you know what Ford or any other company spends to reach 160 million dollars? No, 160 million people. Millions. Millions. I took a minute and 40 seconds of my time, just me living my life, just this regular bearded asshole driving down the street talking to people. I don't know what's going to go viral. I can tell you, though, if you're somebody who wants to connect with people, build a brand, build something, give the fucking market something. If you're not talking, we don't know who the fuck you are. If you're not sharing yourself, don't be surprised why you're completely irrelevant. Grab your fucking phone and talk. Share with people who you are. Share with people what you believe. But this goes back to why we don't as a culture, right? When we were little kids, when we were programmed. Sit down, quiet down, slow down, don't talk. We don't talk about sex, money, politics, religion, divorce, depression, bankruptcy, suicide. We don't talk about any of these things because they're not socially acceptable. Newsflash, motherfuckers. Every single person around you, all of your friends, all of your family, all of your employees, all of your coworkers, all of your clients, everyone in the world is dealing with and experiencing sex, money, politics, religion, divorce, depression, bankruptcy, children, kids shitting on the floor every fucking day. And so you and I have been programmed don't say any of these things. I'd offend cousin, cousin Larry. Fuck cousin Larry. I share these things every single day and I've built literally a, a tribe of millions of people that have consumed my content. And all I've done is just turn this fucking thing on and started talking. Who do we do business with? People we like, people we know, people we trust. I've literally built an entire brand around Lions Not Sheep where we do like thousands of dollars of merchandise sales without spending any money or running any ads. Why? Because I'm constantly talking about lions, not sheep, and I'm wearing my shit and people see it and they like it and they like the vibe and they like the brand. And so they just, they, they consume it and they buy it and it becomes their brand and their message, right? You stop and think about that, man. How do you do it? Open your fucking mouth and give the world you. When I talk about adding value, it's the single most powerful thing that you and I or anybody listening to this will do. Adding value. When I say add value, you are the value. Add you. What does that mean? There's a current event. That's Dan Fleischman. He talks about this. There's a current event happening. How do you feel about it? What's your take on it? But nobody says any of this. Nobody talks about anything like this. We just sit back and some of us get this. And so we open our fucking mouths and our tribes grow and our bank accounts grow and our businesses grow. All other people are going, hmm, this social media game is really fucking tricky. I wonder if there's a manual that I can buy that can teach me how to grow my social media. I'm giving you the manual right now. Pick up your fucking phone and add value. There's the manual. When do I post? Whenever. Fuck the algorithms. I don't know the algorithms. You sure as shit don't know the algorithms. Nobody knows the fucking algorithms. Zuckerberg might. When do I post? When's the best time to post? Shut the fuck up and just post. (laughs) 
Well, what do I know? What do I know, right? I've only no. built a seven-figure business off of doing exactly what I just told people to do. But most people, they'll be like, well, okay, I'll put it on my to-do list for next week. Well, no, you know what that is, brother? That is that, is that um, you know, I, I talk about it a lot, that ocean of mediocrity. That, that is that self-survival mode. I don't want to do anything that feels a little risky. Whatever the case may be, right, the dumb bullshit we tell ourselves, I don't like the way I look on camera. Who gives a fuck? That's the way you fucking look. Deal with it, right? And just they, we, we tell ourselves this false, stupid-ass narrative because it keeps us in this little – you know, wrapped in that blanket of mediocrity where we don't have to do anything that kind of even remotely feels risky. And by the way, it's, a, it's not fucking risky. It's just only everybody you know, anybody that has any circle of influence, sphere of influence at all out there, this is what they've done. Dude, everyone, people say all the time, I love this when they say this, I'm afraid of failing. No one's afraid of failing. You wanna know why? How many of you listening right now have failed before? If you're like me, let's double fist that bitch. I failed a lot of fucking times. Ken has too, right? You failed a lot. You're not afraid of failing. No one's afraid of failing because you've already done it. We're experts at failing. What you're definitely fucking afraid of, friend, is being judged. Right. You're definitely afraid of being judged. Well, if I say this or I say that or I do this or I do that, here's something to take to the bank. This might be the most valuable thing we talk about because if you understand this, this is something that I understood a couple of years ago. This will change your entire life. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter where you go, no matter what you wear, no matter what you buy, no matter where you live, you're going to be fucking judged. Okay? If you're fat, if you're out of shape, it's because you're a lazy piece of shit. If you're ripped, like me, he's got to be taking steroids. He's got to be on drugs. I get that shit every single fucking day. If you're poor... If you're broke, it's because you're undisciplined. He wastes his money and he buys dumb shit. If you're rich, you got to be selling snake oil. You're fucking, you're ripping people off. Scam no matter off. where you go. Doesn't matter. Yep. Literally, no matter what you do in life. If I walk down the street, somebody's going to judge because I walked on this side versus this side. If I wear white instead of black, well, it must be there, 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 there. No matter what I say, I could literally do a post and picture me holding my dogs and be like, I love my dogs and be like, he hates cats. He fucking hates turtles. I just said I like my dog. But this is truth, friend. This is literally the God's honest truth. No matter what you say, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, your family will judge the shit out of you. The market will judge the shit out of you. All these assholes on social media that I've never met who want to talk shit, I don't know them. They're going to judge the shit out of me no matter what I say. So the real thing to step back is looking at what we just talked about. Who do I have to become to where I just don't give a shit? And I build life and say the things I want to say. Right. Because at the end of the day, when the whole family comes over for Thanksgiving, no matter whether you like Trump or don't like Trump, you're Hillary, people are going to fucking judge you. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're up, whether you're down, people are going to judge the shit out of you. And if you let that be the, like, the, the anchor that keeps you set where you are, you're always going to be fucking miserable. But if you cut the cord from that and realize like that's their own shit, them judging what I wear, what I drive, which cigars I smoke, whatever I do. It's really funny. I always get these people talking about how unhealthy I am because I smoke cigars. Yet it's always fat people and I take my shirt off and I'm fucking ripped. Which is it, friend? It's really easy to sit on the sidelines and judge. Go back to the TDR quote, right? The man in the arena. 
Like the dude whose face is marred with sweat and blood. That's the motherfucker that makes it. That's the dude that creates wealth. That's the dude that can build the life that he wants to, to build and that builds the life that he wants to live. Because at the end of the day, any sporting event you go to, you go watch the UFC. There's a reason that uh, having five MMA fights, I don't listen to the people in the cheap seats. I listen to my coaches, right? Because everybody's up in the cheats. He's going, punch him in the face, kick his ass. Like, no shit. Why aren't you down here? <laughs> right? And after the fact, right? After I lose millions of dollars, people want to judge what I, are you shit? I mean, dude, turn on the news, right? Trump should have done this and Trump should. Motherfucker, this has never happened before in the history of the world. There's no one that was prepared for this. There's no one that was schooled in this. There's no fucking professional that knows how to lead a country and trillions of fucking dollars. So you can sit back and judge the motherfucker all day long. You wouldn't have done any fucking better. Right. Well, I would have done this and we should have. Shut the fuck up, dude. Like, this is the game that we're playing. And this is what's holding 99.9% of people back. It's not the fear of failing. It's not the fear of looking dumb. It's the fact that people are terrified of being judged. And so we stay in these, wrap ourselves up in these cozy little blankets, but really we're fucking miserable. Really inside, we're like, shit, I want to go say what I want to say. I want to go do what I want to do. I want to build a fucking dope life. But mom and dad or my brother or sister or my cousin, shit, I can't because they're going to judge me. They're going to judge you no matter what, friend. Well, here, I got even one. I got one I'll even add over the top of that, dude, because here's the beauty of it, right? When you get to a place like, like, like you and I are, you realize real quick the power of, quite frankly, I hope you do fucking judge me because I'm trying, I'm me. And, and I've said this so many times to my tribe that I am completely unfucking po- apologetic, just like you are. I don't give a shit. I'm going to say whatever I want to say, however I want to say it. If you don't like the way I'm delivering the message, then peace out. The beauty of that is that you will quickly figure out the people that absolutely love you and love the message and you will draw them so much more closer with that authenticity and the people that you're going to repel, you get to repel them right now, right? Yep. Like if you got people on here that, you know, they're watching you and I'm like, dude, man, these guys cuss a lot. But you know what? And that's the way we really fucking talk. Get out of here then. It's on so, our people then, you know? It's off. Guess what? You were never going to do, we were never going to transact. I was never going to be able to bring value to your life. You were never going to bring value to mine. I would rather you just go now because now I'm only talking to the people that I need to be talking to. And everybody on here can do that. I couldn't agree with you more, man. And was something to really think about. And this is, this is very important for people to understand. You know, I, I've had five professional MMA fights. Okay. And I got knocked out twice by the same guy. Tons of people. You go on YouTube videos on YouTube. Tons of people will mock and laugh and, and whatever, whatever. You want to know how many of those people are actually fighters? Zero. I hang out with like professional MMA guys, like UFC fighters, right? Bunch of them are my friends. Do you know how many times they've ever mocked, made fun of, laughed at me getting knocked out? Zero. Like you're a millionaire, right? A lot, a lot, a lot of my friends are millionaires, multimillionaires, some billionaires, right? Do you want to know how many times you... Andy Priscilla or Ed Milet or any one of my friends who are wealthy have ever mocked me for losing millions of dollars or going through a bankruptcy? Zero. Want to know who talks shit? The people that have never made a million dollars. The people that want to mock me the most and want to bring up the fact that I lost millions of dollars when the market crashed and then I went through bankruptcy are the people that have never made one. You want to know who makes the most fun of me when I take my shirt off? I'm 41 years old and I'm fucking shredded. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm proud as fuck of that. 
I'm inspiring tons of people to get in shape. You want to know who makes the most fun of me? Fat fuckers. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? You want to know who supports me the most? The dudes that are in the fitness game, the fitness pros, the guys who post these pictures all the time. They're like, bro, I know how hard it is to have a six pack. Props to you. So when you think about that, friend, the people that are going to judge you the most are the people that have done the least. Really think about that. No one, none of my wealthy friends have ever made fun of me, mocked me, ridiculed me, talked shit about me losing millions of dollars. Why? Because most of them have been there. Amen. He used to talk the most shit. Oh, dude, you fight. I watched this. Sean gets knocked out. Really, friend, let me see the highlight reel from your last five fights. Oh, you haven't fought. It's funny. You really need to like understand this, friends. Is like as you go through life, like the people that will laugh at you, mock you, and talk the most shit are the people that are literally doing the least. You want to know why? Because the people that are fucking growing and expanding, they don't have time for that shit. Number one and number two, Ken, have you lost money before on deals? <laughs> yeah, more than I care to even mention. I mean, I talk about it all the time, right? I talk about it all the time too. And I talk about like I, I was in a bad space and I did the wrong deals and I didn't have coaches and I didn't have mentors. And you want to know something? Most all of the successful people that I know have lost at some point in time and they respect that and they honor that path. And they understand that's part of the path. And so like, as you're listening to this understanding that like, you're going to be judged no matter what, but you're going to be judged by people that aren't doing a fucking thing because the people that are doing something, the people that are leveling up, they're not the ones that are going to fucking judge you. So just be aware of that. The second that somebody makes a comment, judges you, mocks you for leveling up, the one who's going to judge you the most, your family. Your family's been working the same nine to five job for the last 30 years. And so when they see you launch your own deal and you start having some success, they're going to, they're going to be the ones that are going to talk the most shit about you when you pull up in your new truck or your new BMW or whatever, whatever. Want to know why? Because they haven't done it themselves. Amen, brother. Amen. Talk about how people can connect with you, Sean, while we're waiting here. How do they get? That's easy. Social media, Sean Whalen. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. SeanWhalen.com is my website. You can go there. You can get my book. You can see what I'm up to. And what's the, what's the book if they want to go grab it on Amazon? How to Make Shit Happen. I love it. It's $3.59 because that's what, uh, uh, that's what Amazon charges me to print it. <laughs> Even better. Even better. All right. Uh, let me see. We've got a question here. i got one here. Uh, how were you able to get into the UFC? I don't think you even said the UFC. I think we basically a professional fight, but go ahead. How were you? I wasn't to- in the UFC. I didn't fight in the UFC. I'm not that good. Um, I, there's local fights all over the place, pretty much in every state. There's MMA gyms and they do smoker bouts or they do whatever, whatever. Um, my gym membership ran out at Gold's Gym. My buddy had opened up an MMA gym back in like 2000. Oh, shit, I don't even know. Five, six. And so I just joined. And they had smoker bouts. I'd never really, I'd had a bunch of like bare knuckle fights back in the day, just little scraps here, there. I'd never boxed and never wrestled. And they, one night, when, right when they opened, they had these smoker bouts. Smoker bouts were basically amateur fights. And I come strolling into the gym, being my badass out yourself. I'm like, I'll fight somebody. Let's, let's do it. I'll fight somebody. Like knowing that really there was no one there that was going to fight. And all of a sudden this Polynesian kid walks in and he's like, I'm looking for a fight too. And like the girl who's putting it on was like, okay, you guys are pretty much about the same size. We're going to put you on the card for tonight. And I'm like, okay. Shit. <laughs> I swear to God, this is the God's honest truth. True story. Um, and so I called a bunch of my friends and family said, yo, I'm fighting in like an hour. And I'd had, I, they brought me a cup and a mouthpiece and he and I got in the cage and I beat the shit out of this kid and I knocked him out in less than a minute and I was hooked. And so I started training here locally and 
the guys who own the gym, they did a bigger event with a couple thousand people a few months later. I'm like, Hey, do you want to fight? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So that just kind of, I did it for fun, man. I had zero desire. I gave all the, all of the winnings that I ever had. I gave them to my trainers, which is like nominal. Um, but there's something really, really, really sexy and absolutely terrifying about fighting. That's why I think every single man, every single man should be in a fist fight. Every well, single it's a great, it's a great fucking analogy for business, man. I mean, I use it all the time. It's such a great fucking analogy that nobody in their right fucking mind would go out and go watch as many, you know, go watch all the YouTube videos, go read all the books, go do everything and basically say, okay, man, uh, I think I, I think I can go fight in a cage right now. Yeah. Nobody in their right fucking mind would ever do that. Yet people do that in real estate and in business all the fucking time. Oh, I watched, I watched this YouTube video and I read this one book. And I think I got it. No, you actually have to get your ass in the game and get the shit beat out of you and understand what this looks like and have the scars to prove it. Then you can start talking to me about what it takes to be, you know, successful. Until then, shut the fuck up. 100%. 100%. All right. So uh, here we go. I got some questions for you, brother. Um, when you are at a low during the day or in a week, how do you get going again? Uh, a couple of different ways. Um, I talk a lot in the lion's den um, about tools and having kind of arrows in the quiver, right? depending on where I'm at, it might just be like, I'm just dragging. It's then middle of the day. I'm not motivated. I'm not inspired. I'll literally just get in my truck. I'll fire up a cigar. I'll throw on some really cool tunes and I'll just drive. I'll drive for an hour, hour and a half, come back home and I'm fired up and ready to go. Sometimes it's, I go to the gym. I'll, sometimes I'll just sit out on my back deck. I like, I find that like disconnecting from whatever state I'm in when I get into that space is without question the best thing to do. There are some days and I shared this with Danny the other day, there's some days that like, I just, I want to burn everything to the ground. People think that guys like you and I are just always up. We're always up. I have, I have days where literally I want to shut everything off. I want to tell everybody to fuck off. I want to burn all my businesses to the ground. There are some days where like, I just, no matter what I do, whether I meditate, whether I, I go smoke a cigar, where I'm just pissed. I'm just having a shitty day. And I know myself well enough to know that like, I can either grind into that or I step back from the table and say, I got to get me right. It might take me an hour. It might take me an entire day. But ultimately, I, I, I have tools. Like, I'm known literally in the middle of the day, I'll be having a shitty day. I'll jump on my phone. I'll jump on Fandango. I'll find a movie, and I'll just drive to the movie theater. I'll grab a huge bucket of kettle corn, and I'll watch a movie at 2 in the afternoon. I put my phone in airplane mode. I disconnect from everybody. I disconnect from the world, from everything else. And I'm just there, and I just reset myself. It's you state, change of state, right? You have to, man. You have to. This is the reason I travel so much is I, I'm inspired when I travel. I'm inspired when I move. And so you know, I spend a lot of time, a lot of my life in that space where I'd be having a shitty day. And I just go harder and harder and harder. And I always find that I fuck more things up when I do that than just stepping back from the table. I mean, imagine if you just, you're in the middle of your day, you go for a 30 minute run, you go do a hundred burpees out in the driveway or out, out in front of your office or whatever, whatever. And it shifts your entire mentality. It shifts your entire mindset, right? Um, they're just tools. I have tons and tons and tons of tools that I use uh, to get my mind right when I do go down that darkness and, and down the path. But I will tell you, it happens multiple times a week. Absolutely. Uh, people think I'm immune to this bullshit. I have darkness all the fucking time. I have days like that all the time, multiple times a week. I do too. I do too. It's just a matter of, of quickly identifying and getting the hell out of your own way as fast as you can, right? Hitting yeah. that reset button. Yep. Um, because there's nothing that's going to be gained by, to your point, grinding down. To, and totally agree. All right. Uh, how do you start? How did you, this is from Melina Montalonga, how did you start defining your values and philosophies into a program to share with everybody? Um, well, I, I mean, number one, I hired a coach and I started hiring coaches and I started working with people. Like I've got this, the lighthouse tattooed on my arm that I learned from one of my mentors and coaches, Jesse Elder. Um, I just started 
consuming information, right? I mean, there's nothing, Kent's not teaching anything new. No offense. You know that. I know that. You're taking everything that you've amassed and you've learned and you've bundled it up into your own way of talking, your own way of being, your own way of presenting, right? Like, 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 uh, you know, um, Tony Robbins has been doing shit way longer than me and you, right? Um, I mean, Steve Covey, Seven Habits, Five Habits, I mean, was, was written when I was like young, right? We're not the first people to do this. And so I have felt that like my gift was given to me to share my life, to open up, to become vulnerable. And so as I started doing that, I just started collecting knowledge and I just take the knowledge and, and I find what works for me. There's one of my favorite books, literally, I'm sitting right here, Steal Like an Artist. I strongly suggest every, buy all of his books, by the way, they're all fucking amazing. Um, but he talks about how nothing's new, right? This mountain right outside of my window, there's a thousand different artists that'll come in and paint that, but that, that, that thing ain't going anywhere. It's just a thousand different perspectives, right? And so I started assuming or consuming things, hired coaches, and I liked this, and I didn't like this, and I liked this. And, and as my coaches started saying, look, like share more, as I shared more, I just realized like I'm just taking everything that I've learned bundling up into what it is that I like. And then I just put it out there in the marketplace and that changes all the time. It's growing all the time because I'm hiring new coaches, learning new things, understanding more about my mind and fitness and money and everything else. So it's really just, I mean, that's all any of us are doing. No one's reinventing the wheel. We're just figuring out how to make it go faster. We're making it work for us, right? You're not making water more wet. It's already wet. You're just figuring out what to do with it. And so that's like, for me, why I'm constantly telling my clients, steal like an artist. I mean, what works for you? What programs do you like? What don't you like? Like, take all of that in and then use that as, as, as your own benefit to grow. You know what I mean? Well, you know what's interesting, dude? And then I'm going to ask more questions here for a second. Yeah. Is, um, I had on here yesterday. I've had several guys. We've all kind of said the same thing when it comes to this. How many of us continue to reach out and can to this day, right? I mean, a lot of people look at us and like, holy shit, you got it all figured out. And we don't, we're still growing. We're still getting coached. I mean, hell, I had John Astroff on here, I think it was on Monday. And I mean, we were no more off the phone call and I'm sitting here texting like, I need to spend more time with you, right? If you're not doing that kind of stuff, um, I mean, you're like my mentor, you told me a long time ago, there's only one way to, only one way to coast, baby. And that's downhill. If you're not pedaling, you're going in the wrong fucking direction. Yeah, I mean, Bedros with, with, with what he's doing now with his, uh, his academy and his, and his, and his big uh, thing with men, whatever, he, I forget what he calls it. Project. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, he, he was talking to me about that before he started because he knows that I went through an experience like that. So I was sharing what I liked and what I didn't like and what worked for me and what didn't work for me. And now he's kind of built that and he's got up Navy SEALs and there's other guys with Navy SEALs. And I had Navy SEALs at the Lions Not Sheep experience. I was literally doing a lot of the same shit that he was doing. And there's other guys that are doing other things like that, like, like Garrett with Wake Up Warrior. I mean, there's you know what I mean? We all have these megaphones that we've been given and we're putting things out there. And the way you hear things from me might be different than the way you hear things from Kent, but we might be saying the exact same thing. And that's the beauty of it. Cause I just take everything that I've learned. I kind of bundle it up and I just continue to share it. And the people that it resonates with, it resonates with and the people it doesn't, it doesn't. Amen. All right. So a couple more here. Um, what would be your advice for starting your own podcast? Um, start. Start it, right? Just fucking start. Go buy them. I mean, literally, you can Google, buy, I mean, you can go buy a microphone, you can go buy a recorder, you just start. It's so easy. It's freaking free. All right. What would you do if you, here's somebody, obviously, Dylan is new here. What would you do if you know you want to get into business, but not sure what type of business? I don't, I've been asked that question so many times, and I don't know how to answer that one. 
Because, I mean, what, what do you, the simplest, I don't, I don't know, man, to be really candid. It's like business is business. I mean, you're in the business of working for somebody or you're in the business of, of having people work for you. I mean, it's like, what do you get excited about? What are you inspired about? What are you good at, right? Like when I chose to go all in with Lions Not Sheep, I was really good at real estate. I made a ton of money with real estate, but I wasn't passionate about it. And on the spot, I literally called my agents and I sold every single one of my properties. And I went all in on Lions Not Sheep. I'd never coached before. I never had a coaching company before. I, I didn't know any of that, but I went all in on me. So it's like, if you want to like, I think this, there's this idea that if you put a label on yourself as entrepreneur, you're just magically going to make money. It's so fucking hard to do. It's right. way easier to have to just work for somebody else and get a check every two weeks than it is to build something. So saying, well, hey, go do this. If you're not passionate about that, don't fuck with it. Don't even try it. So what are you passionate about? What are you good at? What, do you, what can you help people with, right? Like you help people go from here to here. I help people go from here to here, right? Based off of what it is that I've done, what it is that I know. If you're like an 18, 19, 20-year-old and you're like, I want to get into business, but I don't know how. I don't know where. Like, what do you fucking want to do? It right. might not be the right rodeo for you. You know what I'm saying? It's such well, a hard I'm, question. I get asked that all the time. And it's, you know, I do too. And the best advice yeah. I can give somebody is, listen, try to, as, as best you can, start with the end in mind. And Sean kind of talked about this yeah. earlier, right? Find out, you know, think about what you want your perfect day to look like. And so it's a great place to start. Like if you had to live the exact same fucking day over and over and over every single day, what does that look like? What would you be doing? And then when you at least get there, you'll start to kind of understand at least what drives you, what you want, what, what you're looking for. And that's, that's starting with benefit, right? Here's what I want my life to look like. And then I can start backtracking. Right, what are the things that are going to get, get me there? I mean, if you, if you basically talk about, hey, I want to educate people. I want to help people. I want to drive people. I want to coach people. And then you go and start a fucking, you know, go and become a real estate agent. Um, those two things are not in alignment. Right. And you're not going to get there. You're going to feel very unfulfilled. Like oh. that. So you got to kind of understand what, where you want to be at least a little bit and be prepared that that is always going to change. Right. It always changes, man. It always is going to change. That's an exercise to go through at least once a year. Right. You are oh. an evolving human being. You're taking yep. information every single day. All right, dude, you and I had a, had an accelerator that we were going to do to my tribe in May. We were coming out to Utah. I know that uh, obviously that's all been pushed off and canceled here, but I can I can tell you that I cannot wait to get the opportunity for you and I to get in a room and help some people here really, really soon. Hey man, I got a dope warehouse. I got a rad spot. We can, uh, I think we should uh, start talking to some people about how excited they'd be to come out. Yeah. So guys, stay tuned as a part of this group. As soon as all this dies down and we can, things get back to normal, we will, uh, Sean and I will get the event replanned and, and get all that inf information to you. But dude, Love you. I appreciate everything here. You crushed it today. Again, guys, go look him up on social media, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Just reach out to Sean Whalen. By the way, make sure you're looking for the blue check marks or make sure on Instagram, because I actually had this mistake. I, I saw an imposter account out there. It's Sean W. Whalen. Is that right? On Instagram? Yeah. yeah, I don't have a blue check mark on Instagram yet. I got it on Facebook finally, but uh, we'll see what happens. Make sure that you or just follow my post. I'm tagging, you know, in all these posts. Yeah. Definitely go give him a follow. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna really, you will. I promise you, you will come back and thank me for uh, for following him. Appreciate you, brother. See you guys. Love you. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
If you haven't gotten signed up yet with one of our award-winning products, I would invite you to go to reww.com. Check it out. Whether you're looking for advice on entrepreneurship, you're just looking for access to our Real Estate Investing Academy, whether you want to attend one of our upcoming live events, everything you need is right there. Plenty of videos, plenty of free training, plenty of access to software and tools that will help you to become a really successful real estate investor. Again, everything is right on the site at reww.com. You can also check us out at kentclothier.com. 